Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Hey, thanks for tuning in as we take another tumble on what we affectionately call the sat mat. Hey, it's the Next Real Saturday Matinee, our weekly show where the Next Real team gets together to talk about movie news, new trailers, our weekly list challenges, and 
other interesting things. I'm the Marvel Movie Minutes, Rob Cabosco, and joining me today, I am so excited, are two none finer people on the planet, Mandy Kaplan and Ray Delancey. Woo! Welcome to you both. Thank you. But if you had to choose, Rob, if you had to, between me and Ray, let's get this over with. <laughs> okay, first of all, you've had a premonition because when you see how that, what you just said, connects to a segment later on in today's show... You're not going to believe it, <laughs> but Ooh. I don't, I gotta, Mandy, it would be you. <laughs> Ray, I'm sorry. Uh, How's that feel, Ray? Well, I would How's pick that you feel? too, Mandy, so I'm not offended. Oh, <laughs> I would pick me too. <laughs> Ray, I think those were the right answers. <laughs> Rob, I'm just touched that you think you and I could be gymnasts. I know. Well, you caught that too. Because we're going to tumble along on the mat. No, that's. I don't think oh, that could boy. happen. But we never know. Um, so we've got some. We got some. I think some fun things to talk about today. You know, this is going to be one of those episodes where um, I think we're going to have some fun. Uh, obviously, as always, we welcome all of our uh, listeners across the globe. Uh, we're going to start right off with some news. Okay, so we had tons of news articles. A lot of different, uh, interesting casting topics. A lot of superhero stuff, which I know, Mandy, I know you'll eye roll us on this. But um, we're going to start off with, with... No eye roll, no oh, okay, eye roll. Okay, very good. Um, no, the, the first one I thought was really interesting is there was a, a movie web article here about Michael B. Jordan being sought for the Scarface remake. Right. What is, a, what is the up with that? Okay, I want to preface this by saying that they've been talking about doing a Scarface remake for quite a long time now. Scarface, at least the one with Al Pacino, it's okay. It's not really my cup of tea, per se. But originally, when they started talking about this remake, Diego Luna was said to be the lead actor that was up for the role of Tony Montana or its equivalent. And I was so stinking excited that they would pick Diego Luna for that role because, A, he's Mexican. B, the guy has acting chops that I feel really have not been properly seen on the screen for a mass audience. And I think that would have been the perfect opportunity. Uh, so I was kind of sad to hear that he fell out. But yeah, according to this, rumors are that Michael B. Jordan, who is still not a bad choice, could be up for that role. What are they going to do with this? I mean, is the story going to be different? Is there going to be... You know, people don't tend to think that the 80... Was it 83 Scarface? Yeah, early 80s, yeah. Uh, was a remake. It was Edward G. Robinson film from the oh. 30s or 40s. I can't remember. I, I actually did not see Ray, that one. Hey, with the fun I fact. Try, I try. But uh, And that story was completely different to what they ended up doing with Pacino. So this could very well be different, too. Who knows? But I would imagine it'll be different. Oh, in oh good pull. We're going to have a lot of remakes we're going to talk about in today's show. This Wow, look at how it, all the dots connect. I did not actually realize that the, the Pacino version was a remake. And if that's the case and they can reinvent the story, well, then, yeah, there's a ton of things they could do. Yeah, and I'm I'm sick of remakes, <laughs> uh, but I am a big fan. Uh, not that I've seen any of them, but uh, the concept of like remaking and rebooting, I'm over that. But uh, I am a huge fan of twisting up casting and diversifying. And uh, and I don't know if I've ever seen Michael B. Jordan in anything, but he's uh, you know obviously a name and seems very talented. And I I think it's a great idea. 
I mean, he's really shown off his chops in Fruitvale Station. Uh, oh, the, oh, okay. Particularly, I, yeah. uh, I love him in Creed, and he was terrific as Eric Killmonger in Black Panther. Yeah, the the Black Panther role, which again, for those of you who are not maybe fans of comic book movies, that's a deep b- portrayal. I mean, there uh, that's one of those uh, villains that you really he has a reason to be the villain. And so that performance really kind of, you know, cuts into that. Um, and then, yeah, Creed, I mean, taking on the, the character, of, you know, in a, in a Rocky Balboa movie, you know, more or less. Um, no, he's a great actor. And uh, yeah, no, it'll, now I'm interested because now that I realize that, oh, yeah, OK, if this is if it's already been the reboot has already been done. Well, then, yeah, the sky's the limit. You can do whatever you want with the character that could get very interesting. So okay, so we've got some uh, a couple of stories from Netflix. First of all, Ray, I know you talked about this uh, in our in our uh, pre-show listing. Uh, next, Netflix has some bad news for fans of a certain of a certain genre, oh, no. The Dark Crystal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and for those of you familiar with that movie, uh, you know, everyone was really excited about Netflix Netflix bringing uh, these characters back for a season. It thought it was going to last. It's been canceled after one season. That's unfortunate. Have either of you watched it? Well, no, no. and maybe that's part of the reason I have not. <laughs> I haven't either. I I, oh. I I love the movie, and I it's, the the series on Netflix is one of those things where okay, I'm going to get around to this eventually, and eventually just hasn't gravitated toward me yet. The world moves quickly, apparently, when it comes to numbers and budgeting, <laughs> which we are seeing that in real time. I'm gonna. Uh, stay on with the Netflix, though. We also had another story come on. And for those of you who are Aaron Sorkin fans, we've got some great news. Uh, they just dropped a full trailer for The Trial of the Chicago yes. 7. Uh, looks fantastic. If you're at all uh, aware of this, this is the uh, basically it's going to be a film um, about the story of the 69 trial of def- the defendants that were charged by the federal government uh, for basically organizing the protests in Chicago at the 1968 Democratic National Convention in the United States. And, uh, you know, if, if again, if you're a fan of Aaron Sorkin, uh, his movies and his series are well known for their deep gritty, uh, intense dialogue. This looks like another one of those. And do, do we all agree, greatest courtroom scene in history, A Few Good Men? Oh, of like, So the idea that the, he's in a courtroom again, I'm like tingling with anticipation. Tell me about it. I love that movie. Oh. And as typical, Sorkin, you put Sorkin's name on it, it brings together this amazing cast. We've got Michael Keaton, William Hurt, Eddie Redmayne, Frank Langella, who I'm, I've been a fan of for years, and it's great to see him play this, this what it looks like to be the role of the judge uh, in this. Uh, yes. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I mean, fantastic cast. So, uh, and it's... I've never heard of any of those people, but they sound really lovely. Michael Keaton. <laughs> and it uh, just looks really good. Um, there, This looks like it is going to debut. Now, we're going we're gonna to talk about this. Again, another thing we're going to see is movies now are having limited theater releases for a very short amount of time. This is where we are right now. And then they're going to, you know, whatever streaming service of their choice or of their production. Um, this looks like it is going to debut in select theaters on September 25th, which was... Yesterday, which was yesterday, <laughs> and uh, and then we'll stream. If you say to yourself, "Oh wait, I miss it," that's okay. It's going to stream on Netflix on October sixteenth. And if so. you needed more reason to see it, the next real film board will be talking about it that weekend. Oh, thank you for that. Well, this then this movie is highly important. There we go. 
Um, now, okay, I'm going to do another little segue here. Speaking of Eddie Redmayne, who is in this movie, he had, has just been announced that production on his next film has resumed shooting. That's right, Harry Potter fans. Fantastic Beasts 3 has finally resumed shooting. Um, plagued, obviously, by delays due to COVID. Uh, and, uh, but, you know, good to see that that production is, uh, is underway. Um, I, you know, I did see the first two. I love the first one. I'm still trying to figure out the second one, but that's okay. And, uh, you know, obviously I do want to see where the story goes and where those characters go. So, you know, I, and do these movies do as well as Harry Potter? Uh, wait, okay. Let me correct that. Fantastic beasts. I think did fairly well. Not, not as big as the the best Harry Potter Mm. films. They were far from failing. Yeah, they didn't fail, but they're not, but I mean, not, not the height of Harry Potter. No. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think they, I don't think there was that expectation either. I mean, so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes, but obviously as to the good news is we've got major productions that have resumed producing movies, which is good news yeah. for all of us, considering that some of the movies, some of the movie news lately has not been great. Um, okay. So we talk about development, uh, uh, purgatory slash hell for a lot of different produ- uh, productions. If you're a fan of Star Trek, let me tell you that there were some really interesting, uh, conflicting uh, news stories in the last uh, week or so. For those of you who don't know, uh, you know basically, for, you all probably know Star Trek, right? And, uh, you know, J.J. Abrams had rebooted Star Trek uh, back in uh, 2009 to, to somewhat really good success. They've had a variety of movies. They've made three movies with that cast. Uh, there was talk over the last few years that there was a fourth Star Trek uh, that was in production, bringing back Chris Pine, maybe even Chris Hemsworth, a whole bunch of different people. Then there was another uh, movie that was in production uh, that was going to be created by Fargo creator Noah Hawley, and he was going to mm-hmm. produce that. And then Quentin Tarantino started getting into conversation saying, you know, <laughs> I would love to make my own Star Trek movie. That sounds insane. All this stuff's going on. And then, like, in the last week, rumors spread, oh, yeah, they're all off. CBS, Viacom, Paramount, no, that's it. Star Trek is solely going to be a episodic streaming property from here on out. And those movies are gone. And then there was even talk that came back that Paramount's like, well, no, that's not true. There's still movie. It sounds like a mess. It's like uh, someone with. I'm, I'm a huge Star Trek fan. I don't know if you can tell by the huge Spock poster behind my <laughs> I, head. I have but, seen that. Um, you know, uh, uh, my brother actually sent me the link to the article that said no more Star Trek movies. And I'm like, well, I mean, maybe they're not going to do a fourth Star Trek movie in the universe that they created with J.J. But I highly doubt that we'll never, ever again see another Star Trek film. No, I mean, there's there's a lot more to say that. And, and actually, there was another story I know we saw somewhat connected to this. For those of you who are familiar with uh, CBS All Access, I know that's available in the States. Um, I think the, the streaming rights for a lot of those different shows go on different services because I know like the Picard series hmm. is available on other things. So you, you can you can access that content a variety of different ways. But they've just announced that it's going to be rebranded as that that service is going to be rebranded as Paramount Plus. <laughs> I know how creative Add a, add right? a plus to your name and totally original. Yes, it's fine. Is it weird that um, that kind of sounds like you know some kind of adult diaper? Paramount <laughs> Plus. I, I don't know. To me, that sounds like some kind of incontinence oh, product. God. It's fantastic. Yeah, no, look. I mean, obviously, all this, the whole, the whole industry in this in this realm is 
constantly right now in flux. They're trying to figure out what does the next six months look like? What do the next five years look like in terms of uh, production? But I did think that was interesting. And I got to mention this because I just saw this and I thought this was too crazy. Uh, so there is a whole bunch of story about the future of the DC expanded universe with the movies. And, you know, there's a talk uh, that came up big and this is all connected to Fantastic Beasts. There is a thread. Mm -hmm. uh, Ezra Miller, who is in that series, is also in The Flash, portraying the movie version of The Flash. Right. And there's been talk that they're going to bring in they're going to bring back Ben Affleck and um, also Michael Keaton in the next big Flash movie because it's going to have the Flashpoint storyline, which is basically going to deal with multiverses, right? And connect all those. And amazingly, they talked about, this came in the news, that there's talks that they want to bring Nicolas Cage in to play his unfinished, you know, if you don't know the story, there was a time when Tim Burton produced the Batman, the first two Batman movies beginning in 1989, that mm -hmm. he would then create a Superman movie. And it was be called Superman mm. Lives. And Ooh, yeah. uh, Kevin Smith was involved with writing it. And they had cast Nicolas Cage as that Superman, as the Burton Superman. Sure. Never gets made. It got way farther into production than you would ever think a movie that never saw the light of day. And they mm -hmm. want to bring him back. They want to bring him in as like, yeah, that Superman existed. That would be a really cool nod. Have you seen yes. the documentary, The Death of Superman Lives? Oh, it's you. You have to see it just to see what they were thinking right? of the suit. I mean, if you hadn't seen this, the suit was going to be this organic plastic with with lights that you know sort of just like went in succession. It was going to look like nothing you had ever seen, and Nicolas Cage was going to play it with like the black mullet on his head. His hair was going to be crazy. It was. It was the most outrageous thing ever. Like I don't even know what that would have been like in the '90s, seeing that take on it. And it was going to be. And, and wow. if you read, if you watch the whole documentary, there's a whole story about it was going to be Brainiac or what they were going to have like a spider. Right. And then, of course, you got to see that because certain people were involved who eventually did the movie Wild Wild West. Thanagarian Snare Beast. Did you guys switch to another language? I'm going to tell you for a second. For a second, we may have apologies. Woo. Nicholas Cage back in in uh, in the Superman outfit. It's 2020, everybody. That's where the world is. So, <laughs> I have personal news, like a personal oh, news update. Yeah. Absolutely, sure. And it has nothing to do with adult diapers. Oh. I was going. Ray blew that, but I was going to announce it. Um, so my son, who is now 10, who has always just said, "No, I don't want to watch Marvel movies. I don't like violence. I'm not really into it." And I'm like, "Okay." Uh, heard about Chadwick Boseman from Friends and decided I would like to see Black Panther. Mm. I, I want to see that because I've heard about this and is now completely addicted and he started from the beginning and he's, go he's going through the Marvel canon. So I thought you guys would be Gateway proud. Oh. He loved Black Panther and Iron Man. He loved Have Iron Man. Have you watched any with him? What now? I think I'm cutting out. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't... Oh, that was so well done. <laughs> yeah, I don't you're not looking for some quality time? I mean, you could watch. He's done Iron Man. He's right at the beginning. Yeah, you know, what I'm looking for in a pandemic where I've been quarantined with him for seven months is more quality time. <laughs> My husband is watching the Marvel movies. All right. So, well, he t there yeah. you go. Well, that's a but loving spouse. Just, nice. But, no, my, my husband likes yeah, it. Yeah, okay. All so. right. All right. There you go. Well, you're going to hear a lot more stories then because when he gets to like... Hulk and uh, and he's gonna get to Thor and Avengers. 
He didn't care for Thor. Ca- Whoa, wow. How many has he watched? This went, this, this escalated quickly. I'm telling you. <laughs> we're in a pandemic, Rob. Uh, Black Panther, he, he, they, they're going in some order. So I guess Iron Man was first and oh, then yeah. Thor. Yeah, he's, yeah, that's close. Yeah, he's getting, he's going pretty, he's getting there. How old's your son? They looked it up. Okay. Ten. Well, um, there's actually this really great podcast called the Marvel Movie Minute. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. I've heard On of it. Iron Man. Season two is a little, but it's the Hulk, and everyone loves the Hulk. And then season three, I hear, is currently in production. So Shameless know. plug. Well, listen, I am thrilled to hear this. I know, I'll turn this. him on to it. Mandy, you're going to love it. It's you're, He's going to have so many great stories to share with you. You're going to you're going to catch the bug, and then you'll see. It's going to be something. I'm thrilled. Um, okay, well, we're going to come right back to you. We're it's time for our uh, trailer picks for the week. Mandy, you had a great movie. It Thank was called you. The, yes, and and it's a remake. I didn't make no, it. No, no, I know it's a, it's a <laughs> it actually is. Um, and I didn't know this. It is a remake. Ooh. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, either. no, this is this is a remake. So it's the comeback trail. Uh, it's the remake of a 1982 film by of the same name. But this oh. this looks great. What tell us a little about it and what uh, drew you to this one? Well, what drew me is I think my dad emailed me the trailer a couple weeks ago and said my friend's kid made this movie. Oh, and as a person who has made a movie, I assumed it was like an independent, you know. So I clicked on the trailer. And there's Robert De Niro and Morgan Freeman and Zach Braff and Tommy Lee Jones and like, yeah. and I was like, oh, I hope you didn't mention that your kid made a movie, Dad, because we are not. That's not in the same universe. You're lying. I, I swear to you, I'm not lying. I'm not. Well, I'm okay. I'm lying a little bit, but I'm a producer. That's what I do, and I will have your money in full. I promise you. You got 72 hours. After that, I choke you to death. I'm not an idiot. You haven't painted the most accurate portrait of our investor. All right! We've been in trouble before. We always find a way out. It's all over the street. You need money. Why don't you guys come by the set? Frank Pierce is going to be there. Excuse me, Mr. Pierce. I'm so sorry to bother you. Can I get your autograph? Cannot wait for this movie. And I am in that a very small population of people who love Zach Braff. And I know he's an unpopular person, but I'm a Scrubs fanatic and I think he's fantastic and I'm glad to see him in this category with these guys. No, absolutely. I'm a huge fan of Scrubs. We we loved Scrubs in our house. Yeah. So, uh, and he looks great by the way. His hair and the mustache looks killer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this is yeah, this is quite the cast between Robert De Niro, Tommy Lee Jones, Morgan Freeman. Uh you also got Eddie Griffith in there. Uh, it and it, no, it just it looks really fun. It had a little bit of a um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood vibe, yes. which is what I, exactly mm-hmm. immediately got that. Love that movie. And yes, so it, this just looks like it will be immensely entertaining. It is scheduled to be released on November thirteenth by Cloudburst Entertainment. What happens if that happens, or how that happens? Well, you'll have to check out, uh, check the internet, and see what happens there. Um, and I can't wait yeah, for it. No, I'm looking. I'm definitely looking forward to this. Normally, I would have the. Uh, I would go last, but no, we're going to save Ray's for last because we have to talk about I his trailer. Support that decision. Yes. And because I thought that we we like I said uh, a little bit before show here, uh, our trailers were very much of the same mind. These kind of nice little fun comedies that would involve uh, wonderful characters. My selection for this week was Then Came You. 
Please don't confuse this with the same movie of the same name. It's also sometimes known by Departures. That was a 2018 American romantic comedy. This is not that movie. This is an upcoming American romantic comedy film directed by Adriana Trigiani. It is from a screenplay by Kathy Lee Gifford. And you say to yourself, wait, do you mean that Kathy Lee Gifford? There's not two. It's that Kathy Lee Gifford. And it's also starring her, starring also Elizabeth Hurley and Craig Ferguson, which immediately right there. And how I found this trailer was my good friend Kyle Olson from the Marvel Movie Minute sent me this at the beginning of the week. And he said, Rob, I found your trailer. He knows me. And I opened it up and I went, because Craig Ferguson, I love. I'm totally happy to admit that I have a bit of a crush on Elizabeth Hurley and I have had one for many years. Sure. And also in Kathy Lee Gifford. I'm not going to lie. Okay. We have to no, draw we the line no, somewhere. Oh, that fourth hour of today's show was wonderful for many years. There's nothing. And for those of you who are, so, if you're listening, what are you talking? There's an American, one of the American morning TV shows of the Today Show. Kathy Lee Gifford co-hosted it with a person. It was a riot. If you say so. Is this your first time in Scotland? My first time anywhere, really. I've never seen anything except through the movies. Oh, oh Wow. Didn't know Mel Gibson was having a yard sale. Good morning. So much more beautiful than the pictures. Ah, Annabelle, this is Claire, my fiance. And is your husband here with you? No, he passed away a little over a year ago. 20 countries of your 20 favorite movies. It's fascinating. I'm just all about new everythings these days. Can you take them because they don't let dogs in here? They're not welcome. Well, they prefer attractive women, but you'll be fine. Come on. So, Rob... Might I interject that when you said, and Ray, we need to talk about your choice, and we're going to leave you your choice for last, Ray, that I thought it was this one. I thought it was the Uh, Kathy Lee Gifford uh, one the whole time. And I'm like, yeah, we have to talk about that choice. I would never pick a Kathy Lee Gifford property. Nor would I. Okay, here's the deal. There's a couple things I'm upset about. This is one of them. Every time I bring my trailer, last time I brought a James Bond trailer, and everybody like went, oh my God, Rob, James Bond, where's your taste? All in your mouth? What happened? <laughs> well, listen, I totally, this move, this trade, it's Craig Ferguson. <laughs> Craig Ferguson's amazing, right? I mean, this, it's set in Scotland. It's an international cast. It's a beautiful, heartwarming tale of a woman who's lost her husband and she's carrying his ashes around to go see the world and trying to find a second chance for love. And she finds it in Craig Ferguson. That's what I want to do. That's all well and good, but did it have to be Kathy Lee Gifford? Thank you. Did you not... Okay, no, I'm going to defend this for a second here. Did you not catch... The genuineness, the authenticity, the, authenticity the self-awareness that she of this movie. probably hasn't read a script before. Wow. Them's fighting words. I, I just want to say that um, that this this is set for release on September 30th for a one-night theatrical run before it is released to video on demand on October 2nd. If you're looking for an escapist romantic comedy featuring mature actors living their lives... <laughs> In Scotland, tune in. The rolling hills of Scotland look beautiful. That they do. I've been one time, and it, it's the most beautiful place on earth to me. So you're all the when they showed the castle, I was like, oh, I would love to live there or have a poster of that. So I'm o for two when it comes to my trailer picks right now. It's fine. I love you. I'm like o for seven or for however long. Every time I'm on and I pick my trailer, it's horrible. Maybe next time you'll be on the comeback trail. <laughs> uh- 
coming to a theater near you in November, then on demand. That's amazing. <laughs> All right, Ray. Okay. Touche. Ray, tell us about your trailer. What was what was your movie? What's it called? <laughs> it's called Black Narcissus. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. And what's it about? <laughs> okay, technically it's not a movie. It is Oh yeah, so no, it is a uh it is a three episode limited series that will be released on FX and um it is based on a novel from nineteen thirty nine by Rumor Gotten that was also turned into a movie by Powell and Pressburger, which is amazing. If you've never watched it, I recommend it. And basically it's just it's about this group of nuns who uh try to start a new convent in the mountains in the Himalayas. And the place where they decide to do it has a, a very uh, hostile environment, uh one that's prone to sin. I say in quotes. It's kinky. Exactly. There you go. I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, but <laughs> it's a really crazy... The the movie from the 50s, I think, is really crazy. And right. this looks really crazy. And I cannot wait to watch this. Um, it, it has Gemma Arterton, Jim Broadbent, and also one of the last uh, screen performances of Diana Rigg. Oh, who we just lost very recently. Oh, wow. And doesn't it have, um, he's not Skarsgård. Who's the, the young, handsome guy in it? Oh, um, Alessandro Nivola? Yes. Yes. Alessandro Nivola. Yes. Okay. May the Lord bless you, child, and give you strength to serve him in your mission. I know I can make a success of the new convent. I don't think you're ready for it. Here we are. Palace of Mopu. Mopu is a wild place. You shouldn't have come here. In a place where time doesn't even exist. I never liked this balance. My father used to allow some bad goings on here. I think this place is too much for all of us. The devil comes in many disguises, Sister Blanche. This is an unusual place and... We should expect unusual things. This looks like an acid trip and like it could offend everybody, (laughs) right? Like there were Middle Eastern characters and I was like, oh, oh boy, this could be offensive. And then nuns and priests and sin and it it was lust. If you think that the Middle Eastern characters in this could be offensive, watch the original that had white actors in brown face. Oh, of course it did. Because that was that was from forty seven, I think. Yeah. Isn't that the original? Yeah. So I mean, think the everything was upside down in terms of sensibilities. Um, no, this looks this looks crazy, and so it's on. It it will premiere on FX on November twenty third, and then the next day That's, on Hulu. Yes, Is I that do what believe I saw? so, sir. Okay. Well, I mean, if you like psychological dramas that make you think, sure. This could wind up to be the worst miniseries in the world, but one thing I can say, it does not have Kathy Lee. Oh, oh man. God, Rob is a lovely person. I think this I is love Rob. I'm beyond my, the pale. My taste is horrible, but... <laughs> oh, yeah, your taste is crap, but you All seem right. like... <laughs> You seem like a nice person. <laughs> Why is your mind so warped? What happened? Okay. All right. Well, anyway, so there you go. Uh, all three 
Uh, well, two great trailers. There you go. And look at here's the cool thing is this stuff's coming up. Like this isn't stuff you got to wait like six months to see. No, it's it's coming up all in the next few weeks and a month and a half. So yeah, uh, there is there is some good stuff coming to uh, to spend your eyeballs on. So that'll be good. Ah, uh, the joys of a pandemic. <laughs> I have a different take on this. I don't know if you're going to be saying this after this, but here's what we're going to see. We're going to see if this works. There was a couple things that have all happened in the last few weeks. Number one, um, I did... Okay, I mentioned last time I was on set, Matt, my my, uh, trailer was No Time to Die. Nick's James Bond Mm -hmm. film. It was not well received, but I'm still looking forward to it. It's all cool, right? I liked that you picked that. I, thank you, thank you very much. It's okay. Uh, and and I've okay, and I've confessed my my crush on Elizabeth Hurley, right? Mm-hmm. And that made me think of a certain British spy. And then I thought, hey, I don't know if you heard about this. This is actually some sad news in terms of in terms of our cinema schedules for the next few months. The Black Widow movie has been moved to mm. May of 2021, right? Which means. There are two main blockbusters left to be released this calendar year. They are No Time to Die and Wonder Woman 84 on Christmas Day. And whether or not those both actually happen, we will see. So, but there's a theme here. And the theme is is spies. And so here's what I thought. I thought, I like brackets. Now, if you're not a sports fan and stuff, you know, brackets are when you, you, know, you have your bracket of 64 mm. teams. We don't have time for that. But I said, hey, what if I took... Eight spies, and we pitted them against each other, and we crowned a champion. So that's right. Four women, four men, all intrigue. Who will be the champion of cinematic espionage? Listeners and fans, I give you Tournament of Spies. So first we've got, of course, James Bond. Uh, British uh, Secret Service agent, MI6, created in 1953, Ian Fleming, you know the thing. Second, Jason Bourne. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Number three, Austin Powers. Has to be. Right? It's the only one for me. No, no, this is going to be, it's going to get interesting though. Number four, Ethan Hunt. From Mission Impossible. Uh Okay. uh uh All right. Number five, is now maybe everyone won't be familiar with the name of this character, but the character is Lorraine Broughton. She is an MI6 agent from 2017's Atomic Blonde, played by Charlize, Charlize Theron. Theron. Yes. Okay. Number six <laughs> controls number one agent, the smarter half with her friend, Agent 86. That's right, Agent 99. <laughs> Barbara Feldon? Well, no, I had to go with Anne Hathaway because the oh, cinema oh, oh, version is... It. Oh, okay. that was good, though. That's good pool. <laughs> yes, originally portrayed by Barbara Feldon in the wonderful American spy sitcom, mm-hmm. Get Smart. But let's think of the movie yeah. version played by Anne Hathaway. Gotcha. Right, okay. And now we're going to round it off with, with two Russians. First is Dominika Igorova. And this, some of you may know, Sparrow... This was this character was portrayed by Jennifer Lawrence from the 2018 Red Sparrow, a spy thriller I film directed by book. Francis Lawrence, based on a book. Okay, and our last one, of course, because of the whole the whole impetus for this, uh, Natasha Romanova, which is also known as Black Widow, portrayed by Scarlett <clears throat> Johansson. So there we go. There's our players. So here's what we got. So our first round, first round, we got four head to heads. Sorry about this. This is just the way they worked out. This is the list I gave. Yeah. First round is. 
James Bond versus Jason Bourne. What's the criteria? Our preference? Oh, just, nah, James Bond. James Bond versus Jason Bourne. And I would say, if you want, think of Daniel Craig versus Matt Damon. Who wins? Well, having never Who seen win? A, a James Bond movie, I would say okay. Jason Bourne, because I have seen <gasps> those movies. Oh, I did not expect that. Ray, what do you think? If you're going by who would win in a fight uh, instead of like who you prefer, yes. that's tough. Oh, I'm leaving it totally open. Just, just We're just going to leave this simple. Bond versus Bourne. I'm gonna say Bond. Oh wow! It was tough, but I gotta, I gotta say Bond. Okay, all right. So then I gotta be the tiebreaker. Um, okay, on this one I'm gonna go with Bond because I have, an, I have a soft spot for Bond. Yeah. So, okay. And all right. Name so, recognition. We got James Bond. He's the legend. I get it. No, understood. Okay. All right. Round. Okay. Still first round. Second spot. Austin Powers yes. versus Ethan Hunt. Mm-mm. Austin Powers. Ethan Austin Hunt pa- every day oh, and twice a day on it, Sunday. Ray. Bring it. Austin Powers are the funniest movies, and he is delightful in every way. Austin Powers, fun fact, Goldmember was the very first actual movie review I wrote. It was for my high school newspaper, and that movie was the stuff you find on toilet paper. (laughs) No! Okay, I gotta tell you, I... Mandy, you win. Uh, it's Austin Powers. Yes! Because oh. here's why. He's, he, he won Austin Powers. Ethan Hunt totally is not going to know how to handle that. So Austin Powers, yeah. No, I'm with also, you, Austin Powers. not to take this too seriously, but like culturally, Austin Powers took over. I mean, everyone was quoting oh. it and, you oh, know, yeah. no one's quoting Ethan Hunt. <laughs> now, it, <laughs> it, it's That's longevity right, it. is in question. The longevity of Austin Powers... I don't, you know, but back when it when it was at a height, oh no, it was it was unbeatable, absolutely. Swept the world. All right, okay, all right. So there we go. All I'm right. just going to sit here pa- bitter. That's pa- all. Powers wins. All right, now our next one is uh, Lorraine Broughton, uh, Atomic Blonde versus Agent Ninety Nine. So this is this Atomic is Charlize Blonde. Theron versus, versus Anne Hathaway. Well, no one likes Anne Hathaway, and everyone loves Charlize oh. Theron, so I'll go <laughs> Atomic Blonde. Ooh, me too. <laughs> I'm going to agree with you on that. I'm not going to agree with you because I don't I like Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway's fine. Lame is. I mean, come on. I've enjoyed her performances. Let's. I'm trying to be positive. Let's. Yes. That's not Charlize my MO. Yes. Rob. All right, Broughton. Okay. All right. She wins. All right. And finally, for our first round, Dominika Igorova versus Natasha Romanova. You just chose these so you could pronounce those names over and over. Just, I, every once in a while, I drop Russian accents. <laughs> I try to see what happens. I watch too much of Agents of Chaos yes. currently on HBO Max, and Ooh. this is where I am. It's more Hungarian, Rob. Yeah, I know. It is. That's the blood in me. Good call. Yes. All right. So, what do we think? Sparrow, Black Widow. Widow. Yeah. Ah, that's. I'm. I'm in agreement on that. All right. This is awesome. All right. So here we go. Second round. James Bond versus Austin Powers. We know where I lie. That's not a phrase. I honestly don't know on this one. Oh, I hope I hope everyone's listening is like screaming right now. And <laughs> Why would you do this? Well, you know the Sarmentos are probably hating us right now. Oh, <laughs> what have we done? What do you think? Bond oh, versus man. Powers. I gotta say Bond, just because. No, I will say I do like the first two Powers movies. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the third one. However, a you can't have Powers without Bond. Because, I mean, that was the whole... Okay. But that alone, I mean, the... the, 
you take the Austin Powers franchise and compare it to the James Bond franchise, it's it's does it's not even a comparison. Twenty five so plus movies plus because of the ones that are out of canon. But I know. All right, so you're you're going with James Bond. Yeah, Mandy, what do you got? Austin Powers all day Austin long. Austin Powers. Now I and gotta, forever. I know. I got to go with James Bond. Mm-hmm. Fine, yeah, because I mean. Again, all right. So, all right. So Bond. So Bond. He's in the finals. Now here we got this. So we got Ethan Hunt. We got <laughs> we got Brown. Okay, second round. Uh, Broughton versus Black Widow. Ugh. That's tough. Having never I mean, seen either I, film. Okay, no, that's okay. But Black well, I mean, Widow seems to be so iconic, so I guess I yes. would say that. No, no, very, very capable. Clearly more cinematic performances. I think we thought we were going to get more Atomic Blondes. We, we haven't. What do you think? Could happen. It could. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I got to go Black Widow. I feel I feel bad about it, but I got to say Black Widow. Okay. Mandy? Black Widow. Black Widow? All right. Black Widow wins. All right, that's it. The finals. James Bond. Versus Black Widow. Ethan Hunt. It's, stop. It's got a problem. <laughs> but see, now here's the funny thing. I well here, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna leave you hanging. You know what my answer is. It's it's Black Widow. When I was doing this, I said to myself, one on one, I would take any of the females on this list over their male counterparts. Absolutely. No doubt. How about that? And that's not based on anything other than no, absolutely, because all those characters, I trust me, I put my money on Agent 99 before I would on James Bond. How about that? But James Bond is synonymous with movie spy. If you say name yes. name a movie spy, everyone says James Bond. So I would, well, yeah, I would say that's... he has to win the whole thing. Oh, wow. I did not think you were going to do that. Okay. All right. Look at this. Ray, you decide now. Who wins? Okay. Well, <laughs> since I can't say Ethan Hunt, I uh, I I have never seen a movie with Black Widow that I didn't like, and I cannot say that about James Bond. Oh. And I also think that if the two were put in a fight, Natasha would kick his ass all over the kitchen. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's sound. So are you saying Natasha Romanoff? I am saying Natasha Romanoff. And there we have our winner. This just happened. The champion. The champion of the Tournament of Spies. The first inaugural tournament of whatever you want. Of spies. It's Black Widow. We we, we pivot now into uh, our lists. Now, uh, we had a variety of uh, things that were up for the voting. Uh, we dodged what uh, could have been something really bad. Uh, the options uh, this week were uh, war movies from from a perspective that isn't yours. Insightful. Uh, there was a classic movie Chamber Pots. Come on. And I mean, thank, and let's just thank all of the, the participants, the fans, the listeners of The Next Reel, because yeah, you could have messed us up. I mean, quite literally, right? You could have messed us up. I feel like my junior that. high nemesis came up with that just to spite me. I, like I she's think, somewhere I think knew. scheming. Come on. I think someone knew. Yeah. And I understand. But what one was uh, Lost Cause Movies. So uh, let, let, me, let me just segue into this. You know, movies can allow us to escape from the horrors of the real world 
and from an existence void of hope. But today, we will embrace the absence of optimism that's only possible in cinema with Lost Cause movies. This is so disheartening. I know. <laughs> well, All right. So I don't have a. I don't, like I said, I tried to find a threat. No, there's no threat. This is just. I took this to mean movies where it all just goes to poop. <laughs> just that's it. It's nothing. No character, no cause. It's all just devastation. Yeah, that was my take. Um, it is. Mandy, would you like to go first? What's your first pick? The most obvious, I mean, I was a bit confused by the concept uh, in terms of how it relates to movies. But people is like, oh, that guy's a lost cause. He'll never get his act together. So that immediately, immediately, and you wanted a thread, Nicolas Cage leaving Las Vegas. Oh. He's the ultimate lost cause, right? Oh, yeah. No, that movie's devastating. (laughs) It's, oh. And here we are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm ne- I will never forget. You never forget the opening scene of that movie when he's in the liquor store, right? Mm. And you're already, like, right from the beginning, you're like, oh, this is horrifying. Mm-hmm. And then Elizabeth, Elizabeth Shue, right? Mm-hmm. She She's, oh, just pain and pain. Um, all right. Great pick. That's a good one. Yes. Ray, what do you, what do you got? Okay. Well, so w- whenever they picked this, they were talking about letters from Iwo Jima. Oh, yes. Right. And we should have mentioned that. Thank part- you. No, you're cool. Particularly you know, just the fact that you know, the Japanese you know, basically knew that they were not going to win. And it was a lost cause. Uh, with that in mind, the first film on my list, the storyline on as a whole is not about a lost cause, but a segment of the movie is. And I'm talking about the movie Star Trek Beyond, (laughs) (laughs) which is uh, so it, and they've done this on the main show. So if you've seen the movie, uh, go and listen to Pete and Andy talk about this. But um, at the beginning of the movie, Kirk and the crew have to go and, into this nebula to try to rescue uh, a ship. And whenever they get there, they are immediately overtaken by this extremely powerful force. It's this huge ship that is comprised of millions of smaller ships that just keep coming at the Enterprise. They can't go to warp to get away. They don't have ample weapons to fight back. And it just tears the Enterprise to pieces. And they are able to escape the the ship and go down to the planet and they're watching the ship just get torn apart as they make their way down and it's really depressing mm. and a lost cause it was wow i mean yeah it's pretty horrifying if you're especially if you're a fan of the enterprise um but that's still a great movie though i still enjoyed that movie and i thought it was appropriate yeah. for the for the anniversary of star trek um okay my, What's your my first pick is a uh, 2011 American horror comedy. It's produced by Joss Whedon. Chris Hemsworth's in it. Cabin in the Woods. Uh huh. And have you both seen that? You... No, it's on my list. Oh, oh, like spoilers. Let's just. I mean, okay. Here's why you need to see Cabin in the Woods. If it is a movie within a, inside a movie that is inside a movie that just goes into the horror 
tropes mm-hmm. of of horror films, right? I mean, just and deep into it. I have one of those like illustrated books, like you know, like the illustrated encyclopedia of all these different movies that come out. They did one for this movie. There is so much hidden in this movie in terms of movie monsters. Again, the storylines that you see in these movies, it's amazing. Um the the ending the ending will the ending will surprise you if you have not seen it. Bit of a lost cause. So that's my first. I guess we should say, you know, if you're listening to this and we name a movie, spoiler alert. Oh, spo- most likely. No, and I, didn't, and I, I saw you. I didn't spoil anything. I spoiled nothing. Oh, I, I love so you, you, man. So you totally. Oh, no, no. You're all good. You're you're totally good. Yeah, I, now, again, and I should mention this movie is a, is a hard R for its violence and stuff. So, you know, your mileage will vary. But if you're interested in seeing some interesting things done to the genre, Cabin in the Woods. All right. Boom. Next. Number two. Titanic. (gasps) Need I say more? (laughs) Oh. (laughs) And you know why? It's because what's wrong with that woman? Throwing the diamond. And that I can spoil because, come on, if you haven't seen it. What the heck? Could she have not at least given it? To, to the guy who got her there so she could make peace with her past? Okay. Have you seen the alternate yes, ending? Yes, I know. It's exactly... <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was going with that. <laughs> Man, did you know there's an alternate ending? I did not. Oh, yeah. Where the ship the... doesn't sink? No, right. no, it's not that. It's, there's a totally, totally different thing that happens with the diamond. But... Let me just say that the way they did it, it's beautiful. Oh, I cried. I cried so many times seeing that movie. Yeah. 97. Was it 1997? 97. December 97. And it is. Yeah. I mean, especially because there was clearly room for both of them on that piece of wood. That's also ridiculous. There's didn't they Mythbusters do that where they actually went into and they were like, there was totally enough room for him. Ouch. Well, he didn't have to die. so, So you two are married, right? Yeah. I'm not sure at this so, point, but yeah. For, okay, for I think sake. that for I think sake, that you'll ahead. both agree the exact same thing happens on the bed. Someone <gasps> hogs the bed and kicks the other party off. That's all I'm saying. In, in my marriage, that's my cat. There you go. But there was no cat there, so Rose was yeah. like, Meow. "My spouse is the boss." That's all I'm going to say. Hope Margie, I hope you're listening. I love you. <laughs> all right. Um, that's a yes. All right. Good pick. All right. Ray, number two. Number two for me is uh, not a lost cause in the sense of letters from Iwo Jima, but it is a lost cause that speaks very deeply to my heart. 1996 Disney movie, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. And it's a lost cause in the sense that our hero the bold and noble Quasimodo, voiced by Tom Hulse, uh, is in love with this girl. Uh, Esmeralda does everything, gives her the world, tries to get her out of danger, and, and he does multiple times. And in the end, she leaves him high and dry for the good-looking captain. So, you know what? Screw you, Esmeralda. <laughs> Jeez! Yikes! I believe that is one of the most underappreciated Disney animated films from that decade. My favorite Disney movie. The music's amazing. Mm. There is so much. They did such their homework on that. 
Like, there are parts of the Latin Catholic Mass that are interwoven within the music of that movie. I mean, it's absolutely unbelievable what they did in terms of their research. And they've tried in the past, I don't know if you know this, it's been been adapted for a Broadway show many, many years ago, and I forget where it was. Uh, it was one of the an Eastern country and stuff. I think that it was that it was uh, running in, and their plans were to bring it back. There was a plan to have it debut on Broadway before the, the current times. Mm-hmm. Um, so their that plan, I'm sure, has obviously been delayed. Okay, and you want to know how crazy this is? My second pick. Crazy is it? My my second pick is also a musical, and it's a musical Ooh. of lost love. And I know when I say this, you're all going to go. This is what you picked for you know for lost causes. Yeah, I, I picked the 2016 American music romantic comedy, La La Land. Mm. Because I thought when we saw La La Land, which there's parts I enjoyed, there's parts that I didn't. But I saw it as it's a tragedy. Yeah. Completely. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a bummer, actually. The lost cause of love. And there is nothing more lossful than that, I would assume. <laughs> lossful? <laughs> <laughs> I got it. If I don't make up at least one word, what are we doing here? All right. All right. All right. Good. All right. So far, so good. All right. What do we got, Mandy, for your last one? Vacation. (laughs) Did all you ever wanted? (laughs) It's a holiday road. Yeah. Right? (laughs) That whole thing is a lost cause. And I am obsessed with the remake with Ed Helms. I I can't remember if I've talked about it on the podcast. No. Wait. Is it it good? Hilarious. Really? It's comedy gold as far as I'm concerned. Oh, whoa, hold on. Like this is huge. Or oh, here this is the this was the headline of the show. I I totally <laughs> bypassed that because I was in love with obviously the original. And actually of the originals, I gotta tell you, my favorite is Vegas Vacation. Now that's a whole other conversation. Right. However, I skipped that one because I was like, how could you how could you possibly make this better? And they did, or at least they made it they, as good. They give it a nod. In the beginning, he says, we're going on a road trip, kids. It's like what I did in my childhood when I went with my family. And she's like, we're just going to redo your vacation. And he's like, no, we're going to forget about that vacation. And it's going to be a whole (laughs) new vacation. Self-awareness. That's how you fix it. And there are two kids in it that are mind-blowingly funny. And Christina Applegate is like, and I say this with the utmost esteem she is like madeline khan katherine o'hara funny in this oh. movie she Ooh. is brilliantly funny i oh that wow. sounds amazing that is high praise yes. i mean it's dumb but it's, you know it's, well, I, come yeah. on oh i love it so oh. both of, but i also love the originals you know so that's the lost cause that is a terrific pick. I did not expect Thanks. that. No, that is a real. I mean, especially. Oh, geez, yeah. Okay, wait. Who oh, I gotta ask is Christy Brinkley. Does she make a cameo? No. Are you not going to tell? Or are you not? She does not make a cameo. Oh, she does not make yeah. a cameo. Oh, interesting. But what All they right. do with a nod to that is perfection. Oh, okay. Well, then. All right. There's going to be one of my that that is going to be added to my list of movies. To Will see. you let me know? Yes. Totally. Absolutely. No, that's great. All right. Good. Good pick. Thank you. All right. Mr. Ray, what do you got? What are you going to close out with? So I'm going to go with this uh, one is kind of an obvious pick. It's low-hanging fruit, but I'm going to take it. (laughs) And that is the 2007 Zack Snyder film, 300. Oh. I was uh, thinking that Rob might take this one, but since he hasn't yet, I'm going for it. Oh, nice job. That's a good one. Yes. (laughs) 
And in case you're unfamiliar with it, it's about the Spartans back in, what is it, 400-something B.C., and um, there's only 300 of them. Imagine mm-hmm. that. That's where they get there the title. <laughs> and they're up against, like, all the armies of the Persian Empire, and it's, well, it's a lost cause. Mm. Yeah, it is. Yep. That's true. Um, all right. I'm going uh, I'm going to close this up with what I believe is uh, not just the most heartbreaking film, but one of the most beautiful films that I've ever seen. If I were to describe this film, this is how I described it to people when I had seen it when it came out in the theaters. This is emotion visualized. If Kathy Lee is in this, I'm going to be very upset. Get out of here. You, you have no idea yet. No. No, this is not, this is not that. This is Baz Luhrmann's 2001 classic <gasps> Moulin Rouge. Yes! Preach. <laughs> Which, I gotta tell you, when we, we introduced this movie to my daughter, I think middle school, roughly around middle school, mm-hmm. she then watched it nonstop for the entire weekend, right? Yes, she and did. And cry, I mean, and, and this is how I told her, told her, is I said, look, what you're about to see is a movie that is emotion visualized. And it's and it's emotion. It's great emotion. It's the most darkest emotion. Mm-hmm. It's the emotions, the full things of the greatest loves, the greatest loss. Oh, this movie! Yeah, I think is one of the most perfect movies ever made. I love that movie, Rob. The greatest thing you will ever oh God, learn don't, don't do it. is just to love and be loved in, in return. return. Thank you, Ray. Uh, we're oh. going to take a pause here, folks, and let these guys work this out. <laughs> Not yet. I need more time. <laughs> oh, God. This took an unexpected oh. turn. Yes. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. You see, that's how you recover from a Kathy Lee Gifford moment. That's how you do you it. You are totally redeemed, my friend. Good yeah. Lord. Agreed. Oh. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Like, okay, there were tons of movies. Like, I don't know about you. I had, a ton- I had like, a ton of backups. Just in case. Oh, me too. What 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 you what you have? Okay, so um, well, okay, and and I still I even hesitate to even mention this one. Million Dollar Baby. Ooh, great oh, movie. yeah. I mean, and you know what? That actually threads back to letters from Iwo Jima, same yes, director. Yeah, right. No, obviously the great Clint Eastwood. Um, so you've got Million Dollar Baby. I had now, of course, I could have gone seven. I mean, mm. seven's a lost cause mm. on every level. What's in the box? Uh, yeah, I mean, just all of it. And then, yeah, the whole thing. Uh, and then, of course, you know, like, okay, when you're talking about low-hanging fruit, I mean, yeah, you could go Infinity War, Night of the Living Dead. I mean, there's there's a whole bunch of movies. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. Um, no, but that's, yeah, I mean, the, the two, the, the, I was really kind of in between Million Dollar Baby just is gut-wrenching. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Goes, and again, no spoilers, it goes in a place you, I mean, if you've never seen it, Watch it because, well, again, if you're ready for lost causes, there you go. Yeah. So, what else do you guys have? Anything else on your uh, secondary lists, Mandy? Uh, Mandy no, 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 I don't. I'm okay. I like happy no movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially right these there days. with you. Yes. Um, I almost went with Dunkirk for my final oh. pick. They did. Um, Andy and Pete did an episode of the Speakeasy. 
with that, where they talked with, uh, man, I forget the gentleman's name that was on there, but he was a cinematographer, and he uh, mentioned this as one of his favorite films. And then um, I also had, comparing to Mandy's pick of Titanic, I had the movie A Night to Remember mm. from 1958, which is about the Titanic. Mm. Well, okay. Well, we had options. Those were good. I mean, again, thank God we weren't talking about chamber pots. That's all we got. Exactly. So, okay. So now, uh, all right. I I wonder if what we're, uh, I wonder who's going to be the the, the knowledge person on this. So our picking for the topics for next, for next uh, show, Um, Mm -hmm. it comes from a 2012 movie named Amour. Amour. Have either of you seen this movie? I've, okay. So I've not actually watched the movie but i have looked at all the stills of the movie from beginning to end you you probably got the movie <laughs> and no and that's and that's i'm not i'm not i'm not bashing the movie here's imdb of course gives us the quick summary uh george and Anne are an octogerian couple they are cultivated retired music teachers their daughter also a musician lives in britain with her family one day Anne has a stroke and the couple's bond of love is severely tested. Mm-hmm. Music teachers. Te- <laughs> music music teachers. I, I don't know. Symbolic birds. Symbo- symbolic birds? Because <laughs> <laughs> isn't there the thing with the pigeon? Oh, I think okay. No, see now I didn't I haven't seen it, so I'm 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 going off of all the, the research I could possibly do. What um, what about when love is tested? Tested love. I tested love. Oh. They have uh, inept nurses. <laughs> yeah, I looked at some of the guys. I mean, well, obviously, there's a couple things here, and you know, obviously, apologies on this movie. This movie certainly looks like a very deep, dramatic right. story of life. So, obviously, there's there's an issue here with nursing and the care of, of happening, uh, and obviously, there is octogenarians, strokes. There is obviously uh, mortality, slow death all that kind of stuff all really great positive yeah books that you can't wait to make a list of we're in we're in the the end of the year times here at the next reel we're going from lost causes to slow agonizing death i know i don't know um <laughs> tested love i like test tested love is good because it leaves it open mm-hmm. you can you know there's a whole bunch of things there so i think i love that one i agree i agree uh, what would be another one? And vacation could could apply. I'm just. <laughs> Which one? Oh boy! And all of them. I mean, the Griswolds' love is tested it, in every one of those movies. Oh, well, this is not a lie. <laughs> Jeez. Well, the pooper was full, yeah. so. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. You've tuned into an episode that really rises to new depths of <laughs> anyway. Yeah. All right. So we got tested love. I mean, the, mu- the I mean, they are music teachers. I mean, obviously that must play in. The daughter is also a musician. So uh, um, uh, musical families. I don't know something with music. Mm, music. I mean, characters who are musicians or therapeutic music. Oh, wait! I like that therapeutic music that's not that's not to the level of chamber pots but i mean chamber music i can make a connection to that i'm not gonna <laughs> well right. done rob <laughs> Good God, I mean, come on all right wait, wait. music played in the vicinity of a chamber <laughs> pot <laughs> tested all right tested love solid therapeutic music they'll probably change the order of these because you know give it a chance um 
I want to say, uh, now this is interesting. One of the things that I know the, the, the great notes here that we were given is uh, movies that are essentially plays but weren't. Now, that's an interesting. So what is that? I mean, movies that are basically just, you know, dialogues. Bas- very, very uh, limited location, probably just one location. Mm, okay. um, yeah. Like you said, character or dialogue driven, I would imagine. Oh, wow. Can we? Could we do that? Could we just be like one room, one room sets, one room locations? Do we know that this movie no, is that, or does that not matter? Did you you remember oh. they gave us chamber pots? That almost was in the the running. We can give them that one room painted into a corner. No, I'm kidding. We can't do that. To, to my memory, the only location other than their home is at the very beginning of the movie, where there's a scene where they're going to see their their son or their grandson, but uh, it's brief. What if we say limited locations? That's ambiguous okay. just enough to where it makes them pull their hair out. But <laughs> do and it. There will be, Go for it. And there will be questions there. That's that's about as simple as it gets. All right, we got our three. That seemed harder than it should have been. <laughs> this is, I'll, I'll tell you what, I had so much fun. This this has been amazing. Any uh, final thoughts? What do you guys got going into? Maybe I was a little hard on Kathy Lee. I'm sorry, no, Rob. No, I deserve it. That's you can't you can't you have to throw out little handles there that people can sink their merciless claws into so that it can shake things up. I can. I'm glad you feel that way because I didn't really mean it. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, I tell you, it's good. Mandy, what you got? Anything looking forward to? I'm looking forward to vicariously experiencing the marvel universe through my son that's great i'm not gonna lie and once again if you'd like to learn more and to go into a real deeper dive begin with season one of the marvel movie minute where andy and pete dissect thank you rob i'll send him right there oh that's there you go (laughs) and then once he does that then he'll go into the astonishing story of the incredible hulk ed norton I mean, it's it's amazing. All right, anyway, that's cool. Enjoy right. that. You're gonna have a great time. Ray, what do you uh, what do you got looking forward to? I am currently uh, doing different horror series that I've never watched before. I just finished oh. the Jaws series. I'm moving on to the Purge, and then Happy Death Day, and then who knows? Yay! <laughs> you know, is that a tradition? Okay, so like films, like for us, yeah. As soon as October hits. And again, this is, you know, Halloween is a, is become a juggernaut. I mean, not just in the United States, but all, a lot of different places. We always try to, like on the weekends, we'll watch a couple of horror films. Like that's what we'll do like throughout the month of October. Is, do you guys do that? Do you, I mean, and if you don't enjoy, if you don't enjoy horror films, I mean, obviously, yeah, don't, your mileage will vary on that. But is there, is there any movie like in particular you look forward to watching this time of year or close to it? Halloween. Well, Halloween. The classic, yeah. the original. I I like horror films. I like really good horror films. Uh, right. But my husband is completely terrified and anti, and can't even watch a trailer for one. So we don't <laughs> have, we don't really have those in our house. I um, I understand. That's how I went needles. I can't look, so don't worry about it. Oh, okay. Um, I would go Exorcist though. If I oh, does that count as a horror? I mean, that's good like one. Yeah. Oh wow. When I want to be creeped out, that's the one. Oh yeah, that's no, that's obviously the classic um and i think actually this our daughter we're going to watch seven that's going to be in the in the rotation for october so fun times ahead everyone Mm -hmm. can't be scarier than with the real world um all right so 
we, you know, we have so much fun doing these lists and, and taking on these challenges. If you'd like to vote in next week's uh, list challenge, head over to the Show Talk channel in the Next Real Discord community, and you can lend your vote to the chaos that is list picking and movie sabotage each week. I would like to note that we were very low on the sabotage. Again, to the minions who uh, gave us chamber pots, yeah, we know what we got to do. So, uh, and how do you access <laughs> this uh, Show Talk channel, you ask? All you have to do is head over uh, to the uh, patreon.com slash the next reel and become a supporter of the next reel family of podcasts for five dollars a month. You'll become a concessionaire supporter and get access to show live streams as we record early access to shows in your very own personal podcast feed and access to the super secret member channels of the next reel discord. And as we always like to say, discord, I go there about maybe twice a week. I'll be honest, because. I get into really intense conversations. If you wanna, if you wanna get into a really intense conversation, you know where to find me. So, uh, and then one last thing I just want to mention: I listened to last week's show. The guys did this wonderful uh, plug for merch because you need stuff. So, if you go to the nextreel.com/slash/merch, you can check out our uh, T Public store. You know what they said on the show last time? And I'm kind of offended by this. Apparently. Um, all the Glorious Sphere Marvel Movie Minute merchandise is getting ready to be shifted off into the vault. And I, and I, but they're bringing in season three. Well, I know stuff. season three stuff, but I mean, I love that stuff. Like, there's those are the faces of Kyle and I. You can get a pillow, as we like to say. It's wonderful. If you want to get a pillow, you can snuggle with both of us at the same time on that Aww. pillow. If you're looking for a, something to put you to sleep at night, and we have masks because everyone should take care of themselves and obviously protect the lives of others. You can get a mask with our faces on it so you can place your face inside ours. God, that sounded way less creepy inside my head before it came out of my mouth. That sounds like some black narcissist I... stuff. Oh, Yo. my God. <laughs> well, well, Rob, no one's I get, no one's stopping you from buying all this in bulk and just reselling it. I mean, well, that's mm -hmm. true, too. I was going to say, I guess that means you won't be able to get a Kathy Lee Gifford mask and go around and scare your neighborhood, but whatever. Oh, I love you, Kathy God, Lee. Man. Don't worry about anybody else. I'm the only one you got to worry about. Um, <laughs> all right, that's it. We're done. Uh, thank you all so much. Thank you, guys. Mandy Ray, thank you so much again uh, for your talents and uh, oh, just a wonderful discussion. Uh, thanks again. Thank you. Uh, thank you. The next reel loves you. And uh, we hope to see you soon. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye, movie lovers. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, 
or the Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. 